Good evening, everybody. This is MG. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. So we are doing our weekly podcast recording, and um, we just want to remind you why we do this. We, um, you know, we're pretty close, and we work multiple programs, and we have a lot of experience, and we want to bring that to you, the listener. That as we, um, you know, because it's so easy to stay sober inside a meeting, you know. Yeah. And um, it's taking your sobriety out in the world with you and remaining sober. So today it's um, October 11th. Yes. 12th. 12th. And um, we promised you that we would cover at least a, a step a month. And so since it's October, that is the 10 number and the 10th step, which is um, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And I have a very perfect SLA (laughs) story about being wrong. You know, I've been volunteering for a political campaign that I am, you know, very passionate about. And I was telling Elizabeth that, you know, I live my life in a very structured way. I, I, you know, have my meetings I go to, but I rarely kind of expose myself to young straight men because that's my, um, you know, target audience. Drug of choice. Drug of choice. Um, that's my, you know, um, population of um, hostages that I choose to take from. And uh, so because I've been out in the world and experiencing doing volunteering on this campaign, I've been meeting, you know, some um, very handsome, passionate younger men. And it's really been a little bit of a trigger for me. And one of the guys was talking about something and, I, and he was like, oh, do you know this thing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know that thing. I, I don't know that thing. I don't know it at all. And I just lied to him straight to his face, and uh, and he was like impressed that I knew what this thing was, you know, <laughs> so stupid. And I told Elizabeth that I had to go home and Google it because I was like, well, I got to know what it is now because make I'm it right, make made an ass out of myself. And you know, I was having this conversation with him as I was leaving, and I was walking to my car, and I'm like, what are you doing? You are that you are wrong. You were wrong. Now, I was leaving, and I didn't, you know, it was a gated place, and I couldn't go back and say, oh, hey, 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 you know what I just said about that thing? I totally lied. It was like, I'm not going to do that. But I could admit to myself that I was wrong. And to another human being. And to another human being, my sponsor, that I was wrong. And uh, to check and my to motives. And audience, yeah. And I think that's the most important part is to check your motives. Like, what's going on with you that would make you do this? Right. You know? Right. I want to uh, hold myself up in esteem to this person. I want to be attractive to this person. I want this person to look at me and say, oh, Melody's cool. And all these other things. So it's really a manipulation when I do something like that. It's not being my true authentic self, which is... Yeah, I don't know them. I could have just said it just as easily. Yeah, I don't know them. Share the story about your sponsor. I, I love that so, story. So, yeah, I was telling her that, and I do have an observation about your behavior okay. there, too. Okay, um, good. That I'd like to unearth. Thank you. If you're willing, yes, on air. Yes, please, yes. 
So, yeah, I was telling um, MG that I was at this place with my sponsor, and we were in a circle, and it was, they were all women, and I think we were going to do a dream, something like that. Anyway, I she was sitting next to someone, and the woman shared something with her about, I know this dream thing, and my sponsor says, oh, yeah, I know that, blah, 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 and then, you know, like a couple of heartbeats went by, and she turned back to that woman and she goes, I don't know why I just said that. I lied. I'm sorry. And I was, for Lord. <laughs> That's some old gangster kind of stuff right there. I was like, just like, oh my God. She must have the biggest balls in the whole world. <laughs> because I could never do that. I was just like mortified for her. You know? And we didn't know. I didn't know she was lying. Nobody knew but her. Yes. But that is the key thing, you know, and it is. It's so important to know when you are doing that and that it makes you uncomfortable because it's growth, you know. So mine, the the situation when you were sharing yours that came up for me, because I do think it's really important to do an active 10th step every night if you can. Mm -hmm. And it's a journaling exercise, you know, where was I? dishonest where was i fearful where do i owe someone an apology was i selfish or self-seeking today did i harm somebody and so what i noticed when you were talking about that and the the same sort of shaming thing that i did to myself what are you doing was um so my boss came and was talking to me and i was started talking about my trip my uh, upcoming trip tomorrow and telling her all about this stuff about me and my sisters. And I could see her like, you know, sort of quasi check out. And so I would add some more drama in there to pull her in. And then I, you know, stop. (laughs) Finally, I just stopped. But I, you know, that's my stuff is that I, you know, get an audience and I wanna just keep, you know, I get somebody like that paying attention to me and a little bit is good and so more is better and that's my stuff and so here's the thing and I noticed this with myself as well as you so why would I do that I know this I've been really um, intentional and practiced with my boss because she's a female and a very strong female and a very um, respected female and it's not my friend that is not my friend And I got really clear early on when I started this new job that, um, you know, when I wanted to run into her office and show, you want to see pictures of my grandkids and do that? No, I don't need to do that. That is my boss, not my friend. I don't need to be friends with her on Facebook. That's my my boss, not my friend. So um, I know that that's my stuff and I can have that boundary and I can hold it and maintain it. But if I'm doing that, what is going on in my life that I want to do that? And I, the same thing is true with you, you know? So, and I know you, you've shared with me, this is the second situation with a young man that you've been drawn to and, you know, I don't think acting out, but sort of, you know, sort of like not straight behavior. Maybe it's time for you to date. Oh! <laughs> Why would you say that? That's so horrifying to me. I am nauseous. 
should have said that thought. Oh my god. <sighs> but you're enjoying the interaction with men. You know, I have a little bit more of it because I have men in my life. I have men at work. And oh, and here's another thing. So I had a sex dream about someone that I work with. And I hate that when that happens because yeah. then I'm like, it's all like, ugh. It's, yeah. it's at the workplace. I mean, and I have to like work it, like not going there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, MG, I think that I have the same exact thing, and that's why I'm just saying it. Right, right, Because right. I'm craving that closeness and intimacy with someone mm, as well. Yeah. And I think you are too. Yeah. Well, it's been so interesting. I, I had a qualifier dream last night, and like not this, you know, last big one, but the one that really I should have got. I mean, the it, it, he's the one that got me into like therapy and original sobriety, so almost like 30 years ago. And he lives in Navarre Beach, Florida. And that's right there by, I'm sure it was devastated by the hurricane. And so I've been think, seeing that place on the news. And I lived with him for about a year, maybe a year in total. I moved away and then went back. And, and so it was probably a year that I was there with him. And so he's been on my mind. And not so much that I would ever reach out, ever in a million, billion years, but I just hope he's okay and his family are okay. And uh, and I can definitely send that up and, and pray about it and feel good about that prayer. But, you know, I did have a dream last night, and in my dream, I was at a bar, of course, because that's where he and I hung out at, where mostly we were at bars. And I was looking for somebody that I was supposed to meet there, and... I saw him, and I was like, I went up to the bar to go say hey, and then I realized, oh my God, that's not my friend, that's that's Bob. And I was like, my hand was just getting ready to go touch him, and then, and he didn't notice me, and I was just like, like, pull my hand away. So, it's it's like a, in recoil. a way, a recoil, like even in my dreams, I can't even really act out, mm-hmm. because I know it's just bad news bears. Right. But I wanted to ask you about your dream because I believe that in dreams that people aren't really the people that they no, are. No, They're no, no. aspect it's of yourself. Right. So what is it about this guy that you like or, you know, that, that you want or, well, or he what represents? I, the developing intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's the developing intimacy because it's a... You know, I've worked at this place for over 20 years and, and he's been there the same amount of time. But um, we've never sat really close together. And um, we had a real intimate conversation, you know, more than normal. um, And sort of, you know, confided in each other. And it was that night that I had the dream. And so, you know, I just get that it's kind of like that trust and the closeness and, you know. Well, and I think, you know, I have a dear friend, too, that I just love with all of my heart. And... I want someone like him plus like he's a dear friend and he's my guy friend and we're not in any way uh, romantic I don't have any of those feelings like that but we you know he just he's just the best guy the best listener the best hugger he's a great guy to run around with he's funny he's empathetic he journals he does his own work he's just you know I want someone with that kind of substance to him uh, plus, you know, being, you know, physically attracted to and someone that, you know, uh, I would like to 
partner with. And uh, so, I mean, ultimately, if that came to pass. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm, when, when I look at, like, what happened with that one individual and, like, why I lied and what was going on with me, um, I just, and then also with the other things that I've talked about, that I do feel like there is this um, uh, kundalini energy that's going on within me. And, uh, and so maybe I need to get into, you know, m much more physical activity because I know that that can help kind of dissipate some of that. So uh, I know that you work out and that's a, a great release for you. It so is, yeah. I think I'm thinking that's what I'm really going to have to do to kind of, you know, help kind of release some of that. Yeah. Because I don't want to date. <laughs> She's just saying it. Me thinks she really does, but you know, and it isn't, or not even to date, but to have a partner. I think that's what it is that because I don't enjoy dating. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like you know going on dates with new people and Ooh. the whole process, looking at thumbnails, blah blah blah. But yeah, um, yeah, I do. Um, I do like one of the things I've noticed. Um, my I have a, a son living with me right now. He's staying with me. He How just old moved is he? Here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Is he single? <laughs> um, so, like older women. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but I I like having men around, you know. And my older son has moved into the area recently, and they do stuff for you, and they take care of things, you know. It's it's just so. Um, validating and my therapist used to say that there's there's this thing called interdependence it's not a codependence but it's like when we have people, a healthy right when we have people in our lives like you know like when I was living with you know my dear friend when I first came back it was like she was helping me out I was helping her out it was very interdependent I didn't feel like I was doing anything uh, I didn't feel uncomfortable about anything she asked because it was just good it was just a mutual right thing and so I think that there can be that interdependence and you know Patrick my therapist kept encouraging me to explore more of those opportunities because for me and my family of origin I really learned at an early age that I kind of had to take care of myself and uh, you know there's little pictures of me when we were growing up where I'm always in my pajamas just rolling around and it was like nobody dressed me I mean it was like my mother was working, my father was working or doing his thing, and my sisters didn't care. So there was just a lot of neglect. And uh, so I have developed a sense of independence and autonomy that serves me, but it can also be a detriment. And I have gotten so much better about asking for help when I need it. And But I'm very self-reliant in that, that way, and, and, and it's okay. But it is nice to be able to have someone if you need some something heavy <laughs> lifted. Because <laughs> I'm getting to be a little old lady where it's like I can't really lift things like that anymore. Well, yeah, just, you know, any little thing. Even just like, you know, sometimes he'll come in and hug me. And it's like that feels good, you know. It's like, yeah. so I don't, you know, I think that if you... When we're working the 10th step, what you want to do is to have a... And by the time you get here, 
you've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and you do have a pretty uh, accelerated sense of awareness. Um, your sponsor and you should have figured out that what your patterns are, what it is that brought you here, what it is that makes you act out or drink or whatever, you know, what are the things behind that? You know, if you've done a thorough four step, you know where you were dishonest and what that yeah. pattern is and fearful yeah. and self-seeking and selfish and you, unrealistic expectations, all of those things. And so you have a really good sense of where you are. And then the 10th step serves to just continually keep yourself in check. Right. You know? Right. Where are you right now? Like, what did you, you know, do? If you could stop every day, you know, at the at night and just go, where was I? Selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and fearful. Do I owe an apology? Yeah. Have I kept my side of the street clean today? Yeah. And if not, then do it. Right. The next day, as soon as possible. Because I mean, I I don't want to hold a resentment any longer and I love that phrase that says you know a resentment is me drinking poison hoping it's going to kill somebody else and uh, or hurt somebody else maybe kill is too much of an extreme word but definitely no it means kill (laughs) (laughs) make it really sick and uh, and it makes me sick when I hold that resentment. And so I really, I, I, I don't want to have resentments. And I've talked before, like, about my boss and, like, you know, he kind of was making fun of me at work. And I just knew immediately that that was something that was really um, getting under my skin. And I was like, I got I to gotta figure this out because I am not going to have a resentment against a man who signs my paychecks. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to live like that. I've had too many toxic work situations. And my part in it is me getting all huffy and like, you know, oh, I'm being offended or whatever. And, you know, even if it is a family of origin issue, it's like it's my work that i got to like uncover and figure that out because I don't want to live that way. I don't want to, I don't want to live that way. Yeah, we have to let those people be those people, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let them be who they are. But in the meantime, you do, you have to be able to stand up for yourself. And sometimes that does come up in, in this particular step where you may need to, you know, set a boundary with someone. If you, if someone is continually, so, um, you know, my daughter is struggling with the situation um, at her workplace right now. And she's got a bully. She has a workplace bully. And the woman is bullying her and she's allowing it and so you know the thing is is that what she's been able to do is to convey this message to her bosses this is what's going on clearly this is a bully situation you know it's inappropriate we support you and um so then that gives her my daughter the permission to say no you're not going to talk to me that way anymore you know you are excluding me from this work in in our work situation so i want you to include me oh are you making a decision that you didn't consult me you know things like that and you know that's what we talked about today and um you know i just told her it's like you you're going to be able to do this because you have the backing right it's from her bosses from the organization the foundation is set for you yes now you have to move forward and I know she's your daughter, and I know that you give her such good counsel, and you'll be able to coach her around the ways to say it, the way that she can hold her space and set her boundaries and say the things she needs to say. But it is 
a challenge, especially for those of us, you know, we women in our culture are always taught to go along to get along. And I think because you're not Southern, Elizabeth, that you have a, a much more, um, you know, you can advocate assertive, for yourself. Yeah. You can be a, assertive in a, in a great way. And I love that about you. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure in our culture just to, you know, be docile, just to not to say shit. There's a Facebook, oh. um, I, I wish I knew this girl's name, but I watched it today. And it's all about, like, um, it's it's something about, like, why we don't want to be called a bitch. And um, she goes into this whole thing, like, well, we don't want to be called a bitch because we, we're taught everybody should like us. All we really need is for people to like us. Mm-hmm. And by us, she means women. Mm-hmm. And we do, we are taught that. And we should be nice. Yeah. And we should not be aggressive. And we should not be... Um, confrontational. Confrontational, Yes. And, uh, and we shouldn't raise our voices, and we shouldn't say no, and on and on and on. But it doesn't you know. serve us. It doesn't serve us. I, I was reading some stuff about saying sorry, how women say sorry so much. And I, I've been, like, really thinking about how I say I'm sorry. And uh, is there another way I can say it? So it is so interesting. And I even had, like, a, a friend of mine when I worked, I was working on a migration project for like you know all, it was some version of outlook so we were i was on the outlook migration team and uh i was you know hell-bent on being fantastic and doing an excellent job i was a little bit too pushy and aggressive for this team and it was mostly men and i was like you know if i were a guy and i'd gone in there and said listen we gotta like you know hit our deadlines and we've gotta you know have these oh it would have been like yeah you bet that's right we're all hell-bent to like, follow you what pushy and one of my bossy bossy she's bossy and one of my friends says do you want to be right or do you want to be liked and i was like both i want to be both i want to be liked and right but i would rather be right than liked and she said well you're right but you're not very well liked and it was a big like we talked about truth bombs before it was a big truth bomb for me and uh, and it was really fascinating, and I ended up alienating this these group of you know shitbird guys, you know. But uh, yeah, so I was right, but I wasn't liked. And I just encourage your daughter just to you know do what she needs to do to stand up for herself. And I also believe that we get into situations so that we can learn lessons, and practice with people where the stakes are low. Like, I'm sure she's not going to, like, she's good friends with this woman, but it's different, like, if it's with our sisters or with our parents right. or with our children. So, you know, those stakes are really, really high. Well, and we talked about that. Like, you know, she said, oh, it's going to be weird now on Monday. And I said, you get to create what it's like on Monday. Every day is a new day. I said, you, you know, here's the thing. You know, she was unhappy yesterday and telling me she wanted to have a meeting with her bosses and then she gets to work and guess what everybody wants to have a meeting with her and so it you know I told her I said okay so you are very powerful with your draw and I said so you can do the same thing and create the day that you want you know and you can be intentional about that have a good day on Monday draw it out before you go there and see yourself standing up to the bully and telling her no I'm not going to do that or you're making choices without consulting me and I'm a part of this team and you know just you know see yourself as standing up to it whatever her stuff is you're not responsible for her feelings 
She needs to take care of herself, not hold you responsible for her self-esteem. And it may turn out, because I have seen this, that when someone stands up to the bully, the bully respects them, and they may end up becoming friends. Uh, yeah, they may. Or you friendly know? or more professional. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you, listener, to, you know, if you if you do have an amends to make, if you do have, you know, it, when you do this work... Get with your sponsor. That's the most important thing, I think, is don't just pick up the phone, you know. you If you know what you can do, you know, but it just helps so much to get feedback before you start, you know. Doing those things, right. And get a plan together and figure right. out. Uh, because What some, you're going to say. Right. And, because, I mean, sometimes it doesn't need to be said. Like I was saying, I'm not going to go run back and say to that guy, or if I ever or even go see find him, him again. Yeah. Hey, you know I lied about that thing. Yeah. He'd be like, whatever. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but it's for me and my right. program that yeah. I can, you know, figure that out and do what I need to do to be clean and sober next time around. Exactly. Exactly. So, if you have some feedback for us, if you have some questions, you can email us at Sober Sisters Talk at gmail.com. We're also on a, on the internet at www.sobersisterstalk.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Sober Sisters Talk. And we'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have a question or you want to, you know, put a question out there, you want to propose a topic, we're here. We'll listen. And we thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you.